0: And look at this. I had like 30 pages of stuff, and I probably won't talk about most of it. But uh, it was good to spend time with the Lord and to to meditate on His Word, spend time in His presence. Like these are the things we can feast on every day. We get to. It's so uh, like like I said in worship, or it's it's written in the Word that uh, Jesus. Tore the veil from top to bottom, that we could boldly come before His presence every day, any all day, every day. It was something Moses pleaded for. Something Moses pleaded for. He's like, like Moses. This is not even what I studied, anyway. Moses, it's like God. I'm not going to go anywhere unless your presence goes before me. He had to plead for it. He got a reward too, didn't he? <laughs> he said, I won't show me your glory. And God showed him his glory. That's just so awesome. But Moses pleaded, said, I'm not going to go anywhere. Like Moses, he just... He saw God pour out wrath on the Egyptians. He saw the Red Sea open up before him, and he walked on dry ground. He said, I won't go unless your presence goes before me. I won't go unless your presence goes before you. And us on this side of the cross, God is pursuing us. God says, behold, I stand at the door and knock, uh, Revelation 3.20, if any man hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and eat with him. I'll come in and eat with him. I'll, like the meal. Like the meal is so important in our, in our culture. Uh, I haven't missed many. <laughs> 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 the meal is so important. Yes, I'm thankful for every one of those. Except for Little Caesars ones. But anyway, any of the other ones? Yes, yeah, so we're on our Little Caesars strike. I don't know, if you've got kids, you're, you're familiar with Little Caesars. And they're $5, now $6, now probably like $7, $8, $9, $10. They're going up there. But, uh, I mean, the last 10 years, we've eaten way too much Little Caesars. Uh, it's not healthy, it's cheap, and it's, like, convenient. Which is not always the best. Uh, <laughs> the best things to put in your body. But, anyway. Like, look at the convenience. Like, I can go, I can go get any food, literally any food I want right now. I could walk to to 7-Eleven, get a little corn dog and some pizza, or I can go to McDonald's. I can get anything I want like this. Moses had to plead for the presence of God. Get the handles in front of our face. And that's just so amazing that we can be in the presence of of a God who's holy, righteous, lovely, all-knowing, all-powerful. And not just be burnt to smithereens. You know, like the, in the, before the cross, you know, they would, I believe they would tie a rope around the priest. I would go into the presence of God just in case they didn't do something right. And <laughs> they'd pull him out. You know, it's, it's such a different, it's so, it's so different. The grace that's available to us um, it's just amazing and I, I just one thing I did study yesterday was grace like grace is literally there for almost everything like like to shout grace to the capstone to like it's by faith through grace that we have our salvation it's the grace of God that gives us the ability to withstand any trial it's the grace of God that where sin abounds, even grace abounds that's much more. Like the grace of God, it's just like this, I don't know, how do you even define it? It's just, it's like, it's, it's God's favor toward us. All right? what does pe- some people say? Like mercy is not getting what you deserve. I'm gonna say this wrong. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. Yeah, like the favor of God. And that's his presence, like the presence of God, the favor of God, uh, follows the presence of God. And I, I, I just want to testify, I, like I haven't attained anything, but, you know, just like what Paul says is like, I just press toward the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, I just want to person, give a personal testimony, of just how good <laughs> the grace of God is, how good God is. You know, like we, most, a lot of people are fleeing this state. I love this state for a lot of reasons. There's things I don't like, but I still know the goodness of God will win out. Even though I don't, I may not see it tomorrow, next month, but I still believe the goodness of God. And that's one of my favorite verses in the last few years. I would have lost heart unless I believe I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Like that, our portion You know, one of the things I think people struggle with a lot today is just being downcast. Like, you see all these things going on in life, and you're like, what the heck is going on? Like, I can't, oh, this, these mandates, that mandate, gas prices are like, you know, going way up there. Uh, Like, (laughs) you know, vaccines, all this stuff, right? It's just, in the natural, it doesn't look, doesn't look great, doesn't look promising, um, but God, but God is still good. God is still on the throne. Um, God has still put you here for such a time as this. It's on purpose that you're here. You know, like, as iron sharpens iron, as sandpaper, you know, polishes a, a piece of furniture with rough edges or maybe even metal, metal sculptures, you know, the things that happen, they help build our character, Right like some sometimes everything 's not just all great, <laughs> you know we have to have we have to trust God that he 's still on the throne, um, and maybe just maybe he 's put us here as intermediaries, <laughs> maybe just maybe we can instead of just be frustrated and downcast, we can draw close to the presence of God and be melted. The hills melt like wax before him. <laughs> I was a mess this morning. He, he just want like just come into his presence. That's that's the goal of of Christianity. I mean, of course, salvation. But that's like just the, that's the that's like one of the doorways. The fact that we could just get to be with God, not just in the future, we get to be with God now. Yeah. Like that's just it's that, too too lovely, and it's a thing that we think about, um, like. If you've watched any of the Marvel movies, you'll probably get what I'm saying. Like, have you ever seen Thor, the movie, right? There's a scene where it's like going through galaxies and billions of galaxies, billions of light years away, and then, and then you're like, like this place, Addict's Garden. You know, I don't know much about any of that, you know, kind of Norse mythology or anything. But anyway, that's kind of a, a concept I think sometimes we can have just about being with God. Like we, it feels He can feel so far away. Like, we know he's God. We know he's God, but it's like, uh, God, like, do you see what's going on here? Like, where are you? Um, Well, guess what? God is omnipresent. (laughs) And the door is right in front of you. Like, he just wants us to draw closer to him. Draw close to him. The invitation, like, of course, in Revelation 3.20, to open the door to Jesus, but... You know, we're, we're invited to seek him while he may be found, which means there's a time people are going to seek for him and they won't be able to find him. That's a scary thing. I'm thankful it's not right now. But there's coming a time where people will seek for him and they won't find him. And we have a privilege, honor, I'll even say a right, to seek him and find him. Because he says, when you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. Yeah. Like, that's our portion. Yeah. That song, uh, <laughs> that song, uh, wow, well, my mind's going blank now. Hey, I have the set right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> that song, Just Like Heaven. Yeah, we don't, have, we don't have to wait. We, we can enjoy Him today. And it's not a one sided thing. We like to, I think it, it's, it's a bad perception to think that it's only us pursuing God. And I, I totally get it because I know what it feels like where you're just like, I believe in God, and it's just like the, the God that's really far away. Um, but he's been pursuing us. He, before we were formed in our mother's womb, he knew us, he foreknew us, he predestined us, he called us, he chose us before the foundation of the world. Like, and I know he wants everyone But sadly, that's just, it doesn't happen. But He chose everyone in this room. There's a reason you came in here. Uh, He chose us. He chose us before the foundation of the world. And so, yeah, God is so good. I think I'd, I was going to testify about my life. I just started saying God was good. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way to. Ha- that's a good way to go, because He is. Like you can always bank on that. Like you can always bank on that God's good, and that we we like to say it a lot. If God's it's not good yet, God's not done, right? So it's just, you know, that's that's why we can have faith. Like we just believe that He's good, and we know it'll come to pass, and we know this too shall pass. We know. Things are going to work out. Um, I'll even say, like, with abortion, right, there's, we're doing that prayer. I haven't done any, but uh, as a church, we have prayer. And I know as a, as a country, uh, there's lots of organizations, and there's decisions in the ballot right now of whether they're going to overturn, like, Roe v. Wade. And there's lots of things. And I'm terrible with politics, but I got an up, an update, an organization called Americans United for Life, and they just sent something that there was a new uh, nomination, and they don't feel like this person is pro-life. And uh, that could deal a blow, right? That, that, that could be heartbreaking. That can be, you know, God, where things are going the right way, but this, but there's a setback. No, but... God is still on the throne, and God its still, (laughs) God is the author of life, not death. So I'm praying, God, that even right now, God, that you would just overturn that law. God, no matter what it looks like, no matter who says what, God, you're in charge. You're on the throne, God. Thank you, God, that we can trust in you. So, yeah, back to uh, me, like, um, I just want to testify, like, that I I feel like things, I have the favor of God, and I, I don't know any other way to say it other than that. Like, a lot, in this COVID time, in the last two years, my life has grown. My you know financially i've been more uh, i'm prospered more i've grown closer to the lord seeing things in my my family you know seeing things at work seeing things here at church i just want to say like testify like good things are still happening in california and los angeles and you know i choose obviously there's lots of things got mass you got this and that but i choose not to let those Uh, take over me, but I just trust in God that he's up to something and he's, it's it's all going to work out. Um, My mom's here. Hi, mom. (laughs) Uh, You know, I got, I got the privilege, you know, I'll say it's Uriah, Uriah, my son, it's kind of his fault. He's like, hey, dad, let's go in the Grand Canyon and hike it rim to rim to rim, (laughs) Like I don't know if you guys know that. Like you can see the Grand Canyon from space. It's pretty big. It's like it's it's big. So <laughs> and my mom went with us, Uriah and Nick and myself, and it it was it was a an adventure that none of us were truly ready for. <laughs> um, yeah, it was no, it was so, but it was fun. Like even like you know I got to have so much bonding time with Uriah. Um, just getting ready for hikes, studying things, um, and he he said, "Hey, I want to go hike." And his birthday was a you know two two twenty two. My mom's birthday is two two twenty two. <laughs> well, not twenty two, but two two. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was fun. Uh, you know, planning, and it took a lot of planning. And we were still like probably like maybe halfway planned. Like we could have done a lot more, but it was just like. We're just going to do this. So we, we planned and, you know, it was. I wasn't sure if anybody was going because, like, you know, Nick had stuff going on and it just kind of worked out kind of near the last moment. Same with my mom. It kind of worked out kind of near the... I thought it was just going to be me and Uriah, which I'm glad we had some other company um, to go with us. But anyway, you know, you're hiking into this canyon and it's like eight miles downhill. You think it would be fast. Now, we did have a pack on, but... It took us like, we were doing like one mile an hour. It's like, that's our, it was very slow. And into the night, and uh, it was a journey, kind of like life. It's like going, we're we're descending down here. Got our, and we did have enough equipment. We had uh, spikes for snow. We had walking poles. We had uh, lights. Uh, But we just got to a point one day where we were just so exhausted that we said, no, we, we have to turn in here instead of, where we wanted to go which was like another nine miles (laughs) at like eight o'clock at night we're like (laughs) um, when I planned it like something got lost in translation where it was like hey it's only six miles to your first kind of stopping point down to the bottom and then like six and a half miles to where you're going to camp it ended up being like eight miles and like another nine miles so we would have like died so thank god we're here (laughs) Uh, but yeah it was just so wonderful like it was like ice and freezing, like you know twenties at the top, but at the bottom it was like thirties forties, and fifties it just- so much, so much just seeing the the beauty and the majesty of God in creation um like when you see uh if you seen picture of the Grand canyon like it it doesn't do it justice like in, I'm in person seeing just this landscape it's like No picture I took would do it justice. Uh, And it's almost similar to what, like in the word, like there's all these good truths, but a secondhand account doesn't do it justice. (laughs) You got to have your own account, your own experience. So I probably wouldn't say everybody go do the Grand Canyon because it takes a lot of training, a lot of preparation. Um, but I will say, everybody go into the presence of God. Because it's a door that's right in front of you. It's a lot less preparation. You know, it actually, it's so cool. Jesus is just like, come as you are. Hey, I'll take you. I'll clean you up. I'll dust you off. And I love, like, Pastor Ryan, on Wednesday, he had this, uh, uh, this picture. He was talking about this Japanese art. And I don't know the name. My mom might, or maybe Michiko, if she's here. I forget the name. But it was a a thing where you take pottery, break it, and you fill it in with gold. Uh, And uh, I forget where I was going with that. But, you know, just, oh, yeah. So you come in, Jesus will clean you up. (laughs) Just come in. Just open the door. And he'll be like, oh, I see where you can have some gold. Right here, right there. So, all right. There is one thing I want to talk about. So actually a couple of things. I cannot not get through much of this. But um, where is our, uh, we're talking about the mind, right? You know, the verse of the year. I got way too much stuff here. It might be on the screen, is it? Oh, Okay. The verse of the year, the theme for the year, is to be prepared for action. 1 Peter at 1.13. I, uh, I do different translations, so this one that I have is from the Christian Standard Bible. Therefore, with your minds ready for action, be sober-minded, set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus. Excuse me. Do I have a water? <laughs> um So you know, and I want to you know, as we're talking about being being prepared for action, the mind, uh, which pretty much gives me, you can talk about anything and talk about the mind, right? With your minds ready for action, be sober-minded and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And oh, thank you. <clears throat> it's always awkward. <laughs> it's good to be with friends and family. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, I kind of want to just break it down a little bit. If we're reading First uh, Peter one thirteen, it says, "Therefore," well, what is it there for, right? This is going to look weird. I'm just going to start throwing papers down. Uh, If you go back, let's go to the top of the uh, chapter. This letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago. Hey, there we go. And his spirit has made you holy we could just read over that. But there is something crazy right there. God's spirit has made you holy. Set apart. Like we're in, we're in, a, a, <laughs> we're in the world, yet set apart. Like, um, yeah, called, separate. Chosen. Selected on purpose. And as a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. There's grace again. And I just want to start, you know, this letter is to the elect who God foreknew. You know, it's, it's, uh, if we go, let's through it. If we, are we foreigners? Are we God's chosen people living as foreigners? Yeah. Uh, did God know us and choose us long ago? Yes. All right. Has the Spirit made us holy? Yes. Then may God give you grace and grace and peace. Amen. <clears throat> okay, so continuing on. Let's get rid of that. So now, starting at verse three. And I'm doing a little bit of acrobatics. The last one was in New Living Translation. Now I moved over to the New King James. In verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away. That's important right there. We have an inheritance that is incorruptible, undefiled, and will not fade away. And it's been reserved in heaven for you. Who are kept by the power of God. We are kept by the power of God. Like I, as I'm saying this, I just want you to have this kind of two awarenesses, right? Obviously, we are required to do stuff for God. We are required to do stuff in our relationship with God. Any relationship, it requires both parties do something, right? Otherwise, it's not a healthy relationship, I'll say that. Any healthy relationship has both parties uh, doing stuff. So as I'm reading this, like, you, I want you to see your part and God's part, right? You, that, and you are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Hey, does that sound like some stuff that's going on now? Uh, That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes. And that's kind of the other side, right? In the midst of trials, the genuineness of our faith is tested. Almost like we were talking about prayer, like gold is purified and, you know, it's tested. And um, it's, you know, as it's heated up, like the impurities come out and, you know, so you're left with pure gold. You know, that you don't get purity without that. That the genuineness of faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Do you hear that? (laughs) That the genuineness of faith, and we feed dot, 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 may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love. You know, there's a blessing in not seeing, yet still believing. Like, I can't see when all these masks and all these mandates, I can't see when it's going to end, but I know it will. and I can't see when the gas prices are going down, but they will. <laughs> I can see when the home prices are going to go down a little bit so I can get in one. They will. You know, I'm just, I'm just believing and being patient and doing what I can to be prepared, right? Uh, so anyway, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory. These, these are some, this, this portion of scripture I'm just reading now is so weighty. And there are things that you should take a moment to to think on them, what they mean. Uh, Verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. 10, of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. 12. Talking about the prophets, to them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. Like we have an experience, angels desire after. That's pretty crazy. And after reading all that, like, that's what—that's all the preface to this year's verse. Like the glory, uh, the joy, the the salvation, the um, the knowledge of God, uh, just just experience with God. Like, put all that into the word therefore. So because all that, with your minds ready for action, this, and this is our verse. With our minds ready for action, um, ready for action. You know, I'm thinking about like you can just kind of glance over these like phrases, minds ready for action. Um and I was thinking about like what are the different states that we kind of find ourselves in, right? Sometimes we find ourselves in reactive mode, right? And sometimes it's a knee-jerk reaction where it's like this has oh it's like going to the doctor and they check your uh, your reflexes boom and you kick the doctor and somewhere where it doesn't feel good, right? But that I would say like that's a not-ready mindset. You know when things happen like oh this this mandate or you know this whatever this relationship went sour this that then the other you know are we reacting? Out of the flesh, out of out of maybe sometimes immaturity, or are we ready? And act reacting with the fruit of the spirit, right? Because at the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. You know, but I could right before that it talks about the works of the flesh, you know, like. Are we responding with anger and discord and dissensions and all that stuff? Like, what is our reaction? Because uh, uh, Todd White, I heard him speaking a long time ago on something. He's like, when you squeeze a lemon, what do you get? Lemon, lemon juice or lemonade, whatever you want, yeah? Um, if you're eating fish, you want some lemon juice on your tacos. If you're, it's a hot summer day, you want some lemonade. Um, you know, so if you squeeze... Someone, and you're, if you're full of the flesh, you're going to have a fleshly reaction. If you're squeezed and you're ready, and you're full of the spirit, you're going to have a spiritual reaction. Like, you don't have to have a knee-jerk reaction over everything that happens in the world. You know, how about our active or proactive, Right? Um, a, a not ready person is also led by the flesh. Like, I'm just doing what seems right to me right now. My worldly aspirations, what's going what's gonna to make my 401K, what's going to make my house value, what, you know, what's going to earn me the most. Like, that's actually like a poverty mentality. Um, or am I led by the Spirit of God? Am I, am I seeking Him prophetically? Am I seeking Him and asking Him, like, what's going on in this situation? <laughs> You know, and then forward looking, right? Like a not ready person, you know, when you look for not you, but a person who's not ready, and if any of this is you, just hear it and and try to get ready. Anyway, you know, when you look forward, are you seeing just all the bad stuff that's happening? Or are you confident, expecting to see the kingdom happen, actively working to advance it and not swayed by the events that unfold around you? Because... You know, Jesus held, told us a, a parable about, you know, the, someone who builds their house on the uh, sand on the beach or someone who builds their house on the rock, right? On the sand, you know, people on the beach, you know, who knows if their house is going to be there in 10 years, right? <laughs> um, but we can build our house on the rock, on Jesus. And that foundation ain't going nowhere, so that's why we don't have to have a knee-jerk reaction. That's why we don't just have to be led to and fro by things that are going on in the world or by worldly, you know, lusts and passions. Like, we can be led by the love of God, by the love of Jesus, by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And we're, cur- we're encouraged to be ready in season and out of season, right? So I hope we're all in the ready column, but I, I would say, like, I, we've all probably done stuff on the not ready side but it's an invitation it's it's kind of like a thermostat like let's say you know you want to be on the ready side but if you find yourself doing things you know and you're on the not ready side that's that's kind of like a thermostat saying up oh, hey hey i'm over here at the door knocking you want to come in <laughs> jesus it's all about jesus oh boy So be sober minded (laughs) and set your hope completely on the grace brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That one's huge, right? Set your hope completely on the grace. How do you get the grace? It's brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, Because if he's the King of kings and Lord of lords, then he's over all situations right so you have to often seek him to get a revelation of where how he fits into this picture or really how the picture fits into him because he's the one in charge not the situation all right so i think we're done there (laughs) oh hey you know what uh Jesus said, he says nothing except what the father told him. And there's a few things I feel like the father's told me this morning. So that's why I had to walk away from that. Uh, (laughs) You know, one of the things, um, I guess a worship team, you can start to come up. Um, I just a few things here. So one thing I felt God was sharing me this morning is like, um, Today, this morning, would be like a, a car wash. <laughs> the car wash. <laughs> um, where, you know, you go into the car wash, you drive up, you drive in there, like like we usually go through the drive through car washes. If you have a fancy car, maybe you go to like the ones where they, you have to get out and like watch your car. Like, we just go through the drive through ones. But anyway, like when you go through the drive through car washes, and I'm sure this is tr- true of the fancier ones where you have to uh, get out of your car you pick options, right? So do you have like the six ninety nine wash that just kind of sprays the outside? Uh, or do you get the one that's like, okay, now the, the 7 dollars is like, I'm gonna get the undercarriage and then the, I'm gonna shine up your tires for $8.99, right? Um, you know, so there's that. And then, um, uh, you know, also as you go through, like, you know, um, you would also get the inside cleaned out. Cause he didn't just come to clean the outside. I felt there was another, he was showing me that you feel like you're on an ocean, like you're in the water, like kind of like choppy water, like where it's about to rain. It hasn't. It's not like it's not like thunderstorm, but it's just like you can see it's going to get bad, and it's like you're on a kayak by yourself. And to you, I would say, peace be still. Because you're actually there on purpose. There's something. God actually invites us to the deep, not the shallow. God was also showing me a door with hinges, and one of the hinge pins were missing. Now, when a Door starts to miss hinges. Like sometimes you will borrow one if you're doing construction, you have another door that was missing one, you'll take like the middle one out or something. That may be okay, but sometimes if you take the pins out, the door's not gonna start it's not gonna work properly. Like and I would equate this with Revelation 3:20 cuz it says behold I stand at the door and knock. There's a pin that's missing from your door. And God wants to replace that and give you a fresh mindset. Like that hinge pin is is the mindset. That hinge pit is the mind of Christ because it says that we have the mind of Christ. And God wants to replace that hinge pin with the mind of Christ. So when you open that door, you see clearly what's going on. <clears throat> So what next? I, I just want to invite you, well, on behalf of the Lord, I want to invite you to just dive in. To dive in. That if there's anything, like if you feel not ready, like if you say, like, my life is marked by these knee-jerk reactions in my life, I can't see the goodness of God. I want to, but I just can't see it, God. Or God, I just want more of you. I just want more of you. I just am, I invite you on behalf of the Lord, like I have communion set up over on the side. Take a moment because he says he do this often in remembrance of me. Jesus came and died our death. Our took upon himself our sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. So I just invite you, if you want to change in those ways or something else, there's a communion table right here. And he wants you to come. If you feel any inkling, I'll just say that's probably him. Because he's knocking. Sometimes we don't hear the door. Like if we're in the bathroom, it's like, Or if we're upstairs, like, is that somebody at the door? No, but Jesus is standing at the door and knocking. He said, If anyone comes in, I will eat with him and he with me, or she with him and she with me. God wants you to have the most fulfilling. blessed life possible but that doesn't mean it's easy but it means victory it means that you'll have battles and you'll just destroy your enemies because there's no force of hell that can stop God in you Christ in you the hope of glory so as we just uh, stand we're gonna have we're gonna have um, Another song of worship, and uh, I just invite you to come up. It's pretty simple. His body and his his blood. His body was broken for you. His blood was shed for you. That you could be free. That you could that the veil that's that the veil was torn because of that. You can enter the presence of God because of what Jesus did. That is, that is your doorway this morning. And if that's on you, come, take and eat. This is his body that was given for you. Take a drink. This is his blood that was shed for you. You know, like, it's no more just doing what seems right. It's no more like, we had to get off the hamster wheel. It's so easy. It's so easy to just be on the hamster wheel. You feel like you're working so hard, but you go nowhere. Open the door. Open the door. We'll have some leaders come up too. If you you need prayer for anything, uh, just come.